Do you want to bring balance to all the wireless radiation fields in your life, including 5G? The Omnia Radiation Balancer is a small sticker you can stick on any device. It changes the state of the field and creates a new resonance between the wireless radiation and your energy field. On the link below you'll see all our testing results that show how the body responds excellently once you've made this change in your life. And here's a special offer for the Journey to Truth crowd. Just enter the word TRUTH in caps at the checkout for your 10% discount. It's easy to bring balance back to your body with the Omnia Radiation Balancer. Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, this week we are joined by Ken Rolla, somebody who we've been wanting to have on for a while. Actually, we've seen him speak at ESETI conference and he's putting out um, some great, inf- he's doing some great work. Actually. And I know I, I never read people's bios, but he has a very short bio. So uh, I'm going to run through a couple things real quick and then I'll read his bio. We'll turn it over to him. Uh, but the first big announcement is that we have a new promo code for uh, Teespring. So we are changing it from 20% off Sleepy Joe to 15% off CGI Joe. So, (laughs) (laughs) CGI Joe. uh, Yeah, we've had the 20% discount going for a while. So 15% off with promo code CGI Joe on Teespring. Uh, We have 15% off the Hopewell Farm CBD oil with promo code CIRCLEBACK. And as you guys have heard me say now, uh, we they have a crypto payment option on their website, so that's that's pretty cool. And this really uh, amazing CBD, I've actually ran out. I need to get some more, um, and I can tell when I run out too. I'm yeah. like, <laughs> I can tell the difference, I should say. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you guys know 10% off with promo code Truth for the Omnia Radiation Balancer, which you guys just watched that commercial. Um, yeah, so we're gonna get into some interesting stuff here with Ken. Um, some of the stuff around this virus, um, I, I've been getting a lot of heat by uh, ma- making posts. And I just did a video saying, um, you know, the virus can't survive without the media. And, and some people started attacking me saying that I'm, I'm claiming that there's no virus and I'm, I'm harming people by saying that. And all this stuff. I'm not saying that there's actually no virus. I just mean, I guess I'm saying there's no pandemic. It's not near. It's not the crisis that we're being yeah. sold. That it is. Exactly. And that yeah. and this that pandemic pandemic can't survive without the media. They need that fear mongering and propaganda to keep it going, because obviously, when you really look around, there's not a threat. And, and we're going to get into some ways to combat this stuff. And actually, you know, almost almost all the incurable diseases are curable. So um, Ken is a natural health educator, researcher and inventor from New Smyrna Beach, Florida. He offers cutting edge products and services for regaining and optimizing health naturally using using ancient wisdom and cutting edge science. And if you guys have heard him speak before, uh, some really incredible stuff and he's connecting a lot of dots and bringing, bring, honestly, bringing some very much needed uh, technology to the forefront right now because this is, this is the future. It doesn't have to be this way anymore. It doesn't have to be that hard to to heal our bodies and heal ourselves from this stuff. So welcome to the show, Ken. Oh, thank you, Tyler. It's my pleasure to be here. 
Yeah, our pleasure to have you. Yeah, our pleasure. Yeah, so um, I guess we can jump right into this. Um, you know, just just piggybacking off of what I just said about the virus. I'm just curious on your thoughts on on this being a bioweapon, and what do you what do you see taking place here? What are your thoughts on what this actually is, and what can we do? Well, first of all, just to give people a little perspective, um, I don't read stuff on the internet and then make proclamations. Um, back in the 90s, I started working with free energy technology and a lot of advanced technologies and was witness to a lot of technologies that most people don't even know exist that could free humanity and create uh, clean energy for the planet and clean it up very quickly. Do things like neutralize Fukushima and Chernobyl, that kind of stuff. And I saw it firsthand. And so for a long time, I've had um, exposure to a lot of information and knowledge and technologies that most people aren't privy to. And when you start working in those realms, you wind up, for good or bad, meeting people in the military and in the intelligence agencies and the alphabet agencies. And uh, and also, it seems like I, I seem to have this really Forrest Gumpian life where I just fall into the most ridiculous stuff. And so I've wound up, you know, having opportunities to meet world leaders, meet, you know, the four living presidents um, and, uh, you know, live and work with Coretta Scott King, you know, Martin Luther King's widow, for example. So I've had a lot of really unusual firsthand experience with a lot of different things, including technologies. And I've seen a lot of things. And I have friends in these uh, in the military and agencies that tell me uh, a lot about what's really going on. So I'm not reading conspiracy theories on the internet. Uh, and because of that, because of the stuff I've been teaching for the last 20 years, uh, about 15 years ago, I started getting hit with energy weapons and bioweapons and uh, even psychic attacks, believe it or not. Um, some people may find that hard to believe, but our, you guys have had John Vivanco and yeah, others. Not, and it's not hard to believe for us. Not our, <laughs> I know not, it's not for you guys. Yeah. Not our audience. Uh, and probably either. not for your listeners, but you know the, the military intelligence agencies, they do hire psychics and remote viewers to screw with people, among other things. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, just the, these last few weeks, I've had another round of MK Ultra people sniffing around me, uh, trying to find information and stuff. It's pretty funny. Wow. Uh, so... It does happen. So I'm not, but I'm not like regurgitating stuff I've read on the internet. Um, most of what I'm talking about is firsthand experience. And because I was hit with bioweapons years ago, I developed solutions for them. I had to, otherwise I was going to die. And so, so I learned a long time ago uh, how to deal with these things, genetically modified bacteria, viruses, energy weapons, skater weapons, electromagnetic weapons, that kind of stuff. And I had to learn how to protect myself from them. So I've been teaching about how to protect against these things, including bioweapons, for the last 15 years. And so um, because of that, when COVID came along, it's like, oh, well, no big deal. Because I knew right off the bat, without even checking, it had to have been a bioweapon. And then sure enough, there were a bunch of researchers around the world, um, multiple researchers in India and other countries now, and also Dr. Luc Montagnier, the... uh, Nobel Prize winning virologist who got the Nobel Prize for discovering the HIV virus. He's very wealthy from his um, many accolades and awards and and work. And so he's been able to self-fund his own laboratory. So he's not dependent on anybody for funding and therefore he can tell the truth. And he has come out and said, just like these Indian researchers and others, that COVID is indeed a genetically modified bioweapon 
that it's got HIV components in it. And so, and so do these variants that are popping up as well. They're all bioweapons. Uh, and that's no news to anybody in the military. I've got a friend who's in a nuclear, biological, and chemical unit in the Army. And uh, he's told me a lot about how it was his job to infect troops with uh, genetically modified pathogens, bacteria, and viruses to see what their uh, lethality was. And so, um, so this is nothing new. And, and I wound up doing, uh, when, when COVID came out, because everybody I knew was flipping out. I mean, even my own wife was flipping out. And she knows I have solutions for this stuff. <laughs> and so uh, people that I thought knew better were, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid and flipping out over this nonsense. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so I wound up creating a six-hour webinar on exactly that, on how to deal with bioweapons and COVID and any other GMO pathogen out there and 5G and chemtrails and how they're all related um, because those and other things, other technologies are being used in conjunction for control of the populations, for mind control, for reduction of population. Um, and so- I'm, so I'm I, glad you said that. I'm glad you said that because I've been saying the same thing for a while. That they're all working tandem together. It's like a trifecta, the, the, the virus, the chemtrails, and then the vaccine, and they all, you know, they all create something that they're that's trying to uh, suppress us. But go ahead. Exactly, and and you know, people hear that and they think, oh, conspiracy theory. But I have the scientific papers. I've got the patents. I have the DoD videos showing this stuff. You know, I like to live in the realm of facts and not in conjecture. And so, if you're if you really have these technologies, it doesn't matter how secret they are. Uh, there are going to be patents somewhere uh, relating to it, and um, you know, even patents that have been classified before they get classified, they're usually out in the public domain, depending on the nature of them. And so there's always telltale signs of any of these things. So you don't have to rely on any conjecture. Uh, it's just knowing where to look to find this. And so I, you know, I have scientific papers, I've got patents, I've got Department of Defense scientists on video explaining how they can use mRNA CRISPR technology, which is what's being used in some of the COVID vaccines to alter human behavior by altering the brain, altering the DNA of the brain. And so, um, and specifically in this DOD video, they're talking about altering uh, people's behavior to make them non-religious so that they can be more easily led and not believe in a higher power or eliminate uh, religious fundamentalism in foreign countries that are you know, maybe political enemies of the United States or whatever. Precisely, so, yeah. They're cutting off the God connection. Time. Cutting off that God connection. I mean, that's that's specifically mm. why they're altering our DNA. Exactly. And, when you understand, you know, I've got videos like uh, if people want to understand this a little better about how we are part of a galactic circuit, an energy circuit of consciousness. Uh, I've got a video on YouTube called uh, "The Physics of How Consciousness Creates Reality," and it's kind of hard to find these days because YouTube and Google and everybody have been suppressing my content. So if you search on my name and that title, you may not find it except under other people's playlists. Um, but, and that's why I've, I've moved to a private membership site uh, because of so many attacks, so many death threats and, um, and you know, various kinds of threats. I had to, in order for my speech to be somewhat protected in the private domain and to be able to tell people the truth, I've had to move to a private membership site. And so my normally, you know, my, my main website has been freshandalive.com. 
and that's where we sell products. But our but freshandaliveclub.com is now where people can go and join my membership. And there's no subscription fee. It's just a one-ton $5 fee. That way people can get the latest information from me and I can tell the truth and not worry about you know, YouTube locking up my account or, or my payment systems being shut down or death threats or whatever else, you know. Um, so, so anyway, that this is where I'm disseminating this factual information showing all of this stuff so that people can see, you know, it's not a bunch of conjecture or conspiracy theories. So yes, the COVID virus is a bioweapon and like other pathogens, even though it may be a little more robust because of this genetic modification, it can be killed because there are certain things that pathogens have in common. Uh, they have certain protein structures, they have a positive charge, and generally they are anaerobic. And so you can attack them by immersing them in oxygen, by flooding the body with oxygen through diet and certain supplements and things, which we can get more into detail if you want. Uh, you, can, you can attack them with charge. So you can use energy devices like Rife machines or quantum biofeedback machines or other types of skater energy machines. I've got, for example, a little, um, this is a little uh, Rife, a portable Rife machine that puts out a skater energy field and you can select different frequencies for different ailments and things and it will help them. So, um, really, really so there's quick. a lot of things like this that we have at our utilization. So that Rife machine has been has been popping up a lot for me lately. Um, so it, just, it just seems to pop up in the, in, I, I don't know, when I feel like, um, there's something to that. I don't know. I've never used one. I've heard you talk about it before. I don't know if you were just holding a Rife machine up or an iPod classic, but yeah. It looks like an iPod. It looks yeah, exactly like an old iPod, but it, it is a Rife machine. Um, it's called the uh, Life Balance, by the way. So what exactly, uh, I'm, nice. just, I'm just curious, just briefly, can you explain what the Rife machine actually does? For my own yeah. curiosity, I'm sure people want to know also. Yeah, Rife was one of the first people to develop, him and Tesla were some of the first people to develop what we now call skater wave technology or skater energy technology back in the early 1900s. Um, Rife, among other things, he developed a um, microscope that could magnify 500,000 times. And so he could see things in the body that other people were missing. And he formulated uh, a new concept of how disease occurs in the body and, and how these pathogens fit in. Germ theory, as we've been taught, is nonsense. It's not really mm -hmm. the way things work, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to virology. Completely wrong. And yeah, yeah and the military, people you know, in the military and these covert programs know well about that. Um, you know, these, these viruses are physical and real, and they can, be, um, they can be transmitted from person to person, certainly. But they um, they can also be created by energy weapons. Um, and this is one of the things I show in my uh, webinar is a scientific paper, a DOD paper showing that millimeter waves, which is what they use in 5G um, transmissions, can be used to uh, create COVID-19 specifically in the skin. And so that's with electromagnetic millimeter wave technology. Skater technology can physically create an alter matter and so using the right frequency, it can create all kinds of pathogens, toxins, all sorts of stuff in the body. It can heal or it can be used as a weapon. And so more and more people are creating devices like Rife did. Rife created this really big machine that you had to sit around for hours you know, to heal things, but he had great success healing cancer with it. And he went to the American, this was before the American Medical Association, but he went 
to the medical establishment, um, particularly in the Northeastern United States, like the Mayo Clinic and others, and presented his findings. And it was very well received by them. But there was a small cartel of doctors who didn't want this threatening their livelihood. And so they wound up creating the American Medical Association. And its sole purpose originally was to get rid of Ripe. And they did. They suppressed his technology and they, um, and they put him out of the picture. And so his technology was suppressed for many, many decades. And it's only been in the last couple of decades that it started to come back out on the market. And brilliant people are creating that technology again. But it, it doesn't use conventional electromagnetic radiation. It uses what military scientists call skater waves, which is really superluminal light. It's, it's light energy or photonic energy that's traveling many, many times, millions of times faster than the conventional speed of light. And so to our instruments and to our eyes, it either appears invisible or black out in space. And so scientists call it dark energy or dark matter uh, when it's really the skater energy. And what it really is, is the energy of consciousness because human consciousness itself is a form, an intelligent form of this energy. And this energy emanates from the centers of galaxies and it flows outward through the cosmos and it's relayed through the galaxy from the suns and the planets because it's been discovered by people like Nassim Harriman and others mm -hmm. that planets and suns have these black holes at their centers. And what black holes really are are superluminal suns. And they're these portals for this energy. And so it's relayed from sun to sun outward from the center of the galaxy to us and also through the planets because they've got black holes at their centers. So here on earth is coming to us from our sun and from the center of the earth. And so we can capture it. We, we actually do capture it all the time because human bodies are skater fractal antennas that pick it up and rebroadcast it. And so we are antennas for this. So are pyramids and certain shapes and devices. Plants are, all living organisms actually are antennas for this energy. So in one sense, we are kind of like the hands of God. You know, we're little antennas picking up this God consciousness coming from the center of the galaxy that, and then we, we rebroadcast it in local field and we put our own frequency on it, our own freak energetic fingerprint. And so, so in this way, we are all connected through this, this galactic web uh, of energy and we can use it because it can create an alter matter. We can use it to heal and unfortunately, you know, militaries and psychopaths are using it to harm people in various well, ways. You just said you just said something really important too. Um, you just covered something important is is having that galactic and spiritual understanding mixed in with the science is the only way you're going to develop these devices that you're talking about. And obviously, that, we see the opposite being pushed in our universities. Um, they, they have a very they have a very strict like physics model and this and that. And, and it's really designed to keep, to, to just keep you running into a dead end. So precisely. Yeah. When I was in engineering school, I was in electrical engineering. And uh, when I got out, I had to unlearn what I had learned. Most of it, I would say probably 90% of what I learned in school is wrong regarding physics and chemistry and even mathematics. Yeah. You know, it's like we're using base 10 mathematics which is flawed from the standpoint that the universe is structured geometrically and it's on base three, six, nine, and 12. And so mm -hmm. most extraterrestrials, by the way, have three fingers or six fingers, not five. We've been genetically modified to have five fingers and toes. So we would develop base 10 mathematics 
so that we wouldn't become more powerful than the reptilian extraterrestrials that manipulated us and are continuing to manipulate us. Wow. And so when you start using base six mathematics, you can unlock all these secrets of the universe that you can't with base 10. Well, and so is it Clifford Stone or Pete Peterson who always used to talk about the three fingered technology? How I remember that he was mm -hmm. so that I mean, he was so adamant on pushing that message that this this three six nine is there's something to and, that and tesla talked about three six and nine yeah and also, um yeah. he said all these ets he he was saying the same thing you said he was like so adamant about it like we need to understand this this is why we're not going to get to where they are because mm -hmm. we're developed yeah. we're designed this way that's right and it's not complex maybe developing technologies around it could be complex but understanding is not complex basically everything physical is and actually even energetically because energetics comes first Matter doesn't create energy. It's the other way around. Energy creates matter. And this energy, it, it pulses and operates in geometric patterns. And those patterns are, you know, based on the triangle, the square, the, the cube, the octahedron, the tetrahedron, basically the platonic solids. They're the fundamental building blocks of matter. So when you understand that, for example, you know, I was in computer science for 23 years and our computer memory to this day is basically structured on a matrix construction where you've you've got memory, uh, physical memory structured like uh, like an X Y Z coordinate system, you know where where um, data is stored in these nodes in a three dimensional matrix, and it goes against the way the universe is structured. We should have everything structured fractally the way the universe is structured based on the geometry of three, six, nine, and twelve. And actually, I, I came up with uh, a model for fractal memory, which uh, I'm going to be working on for cryptocurrencies, believe it or not, cryptocurrency technology that will free us instead of enslave us. Um, but at any rate, there's a lot of very, very practical applications for this and just understanding the basic geometry that, you know, the reason Tesla said that, you know, 3, 6, 9, and 12 is important and Pete Peterson and others um, you know, Dr. Patrick Flanagan was a friend of mine before he died. The reason they say that is because they understand that the, the universe is fundamentally structured geometrically and everything is based on that. Mathematics should be based on that. And when we switch to that mathematics, then we can unlock all kinds of things that we can't with base 10. Interesting. So our, so our very own blueprint has been altered to keep us suppressed, not just the information, just the way they were designed anyway. Yeah, I, I encountered uh, reptilian extraterrestrials and others years ago, but I encountered reptilians physically, and they gave me a lot of information over a few years uh, about a lot of things to help me to build technologies, for one thing. And this is one of the things that they said, that human form has been tinkered with a lot for many thousands of years, not just by them, but also by other extraterrestrials. And, you know, the reason that you have such a huge diversity of DNA on Earth is because this planet is a genetic library that's used to seed life in other planets. And so these ETs, you know, they use the moon as a base. And of course, they come here in ships and all kinds of stuff. But and they're here for different purposes as well. But a lot of them really aren't that interested in us. A lot of them are working with DNA of other organisms on the planet and they take it off and do things with it. Yeah, uh, but certainly we've been a genetic experiment for as long as we've been existed. And I was told by these reptilians that we originally were a form of proto-humans on Earth and that they modified for various purposes, particularly to, to mine gold for them 
to create monoatomic gold, which they use in space travel and all kinds of stuff, weaponry and interstellar communications, because monoatomic gold is, uh, it's a superconductor for one thing. It's also, they told me that it remains the same through different dimensions or frequencies of time and space. So when they, when they go, when they do time travel or dimension travel, uh, they have, if they need craft, now the ones I encountered actually don't even need craft, but the, the ETs, a lot of them that do use craft to go through time and space, they use very similar systems that involve monoatomic gold and other monoatomic elements because they will stay stable through different dimensions of time and space. Um, so yeah, we've been man manipulated quite heavily um, by a bunch of different ET races, but especially the reptilians. I, I love that yeah. you have, I love that you have that perspective also to, to intertwine with your work because not many people are coming from all angles like you are. And that's, that's crucial. And can mm -hmm. you, would you mind elaborating a little more on that experience? Just um, what actually took place? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing, man. I, I seem to have a destiny to fall into crazy situations because <laughs> I'm just a white bread, white guy from North Carolina. I grew up in the South in a, a you know, a, a simple family of farmers. And, you know, I, I, I had a pretty normal life up until I, you know, well, I say that I actually, during when I was a kid, I did have encounters where I found out later I was being picked up uh, by extraterrestrials and put into these holographic uh, inserts is what they call them. But basically they put me in holograms to give me information that I'm using now and they didn't want me to be afraid as a child. So they would put me in these really colorful, beautiful uh, holograms and then give me downloads. And so I have these memories of very, very vivid, colorful dreams that were unusual, but pleasant. And then I would get all this information, but I wouldn't remember the information. Um, and so I had a lot of that going on as a kid. And I say a lot, you know, maybe a few times a year, I, I shared a bedroom with my brother and I slept on a bunk bed on the top bunk bed. And on a few occasions, like I'd find myself like outside laying in the grass, uh, you know, after having one of these weird dreams and my brother never woke up. And I have memories of like bright lights coming in the windows. My mom worked third shift. My parents were divorced when so my mom was the only parent around. She worked third shift. So she was gone at night. And so, you know, I think sometimes these, these ETs would come and, I guess they would have a craft or something outside, but the lights would come in the windows. We'd have, you know, curtains blocking it, but this light would come pouring in and I would see humanoid figures standing in my room sometimes, just, you know, just a glimpse. I would wake up and, and I just kind of thought it was a dream. But later on, as I had more and more conscious contact with these ETs, I discovered that I'd been having contact my whole life. Mm -hmm. And so it evolved from that into more and more overt experiences where in my twenties, I wound up reading a, a book called Seth Speaks that was channel material. Yeah, sure. And that really, for the first time, I'd ha always had all this, like all these visions and information and stuff coming in from out of nowhere. And, um, and I just assumed everybody had that going on. I didn't realize that everybody doesn't have that. So when, I'm, when I was in my 20s and I saw this book that was channeled, I thought, well, I wonder if this information and stuff that I'm seeing is coming from a third party and not from me. I just thought I was making it up. Uh, although it had actually, you know, there were, I had no frame of reference in my life for the stuff that was coming in. 
And so I started talking to these voices and I believe me, I know this sounds uh, delusional, but no, you know, it's like the inner voice that we all have. I would talk to my inner voice. And so, uh, and so I started speaking to this inner voice as if it was a third party and, and they identified themselves as extraterrestrial, which I didn't believe, <clears throat> but I just thought I was having a game with myself in my head, but it was really interesting. So I thought, well, let's play the game and see where it goes. And so after a couple of years of that, of getting all these downloads of information on like how to live your life and, you know, how to be a human being and all kinds of stuff um, and things that had nothing to do with my life at the moment. Uh, after a couple of years of that, I, I started saying, well, okay, if, if you're really extraterrestrials, then I need to meet you physically. Otherwise, I'm just having a game with myself in my head. And so they said they didn't want to do that because human DNA had been programmed to fear the reptilians. And although they didn't you know, say specifically reptilians, they said that our DNA has been programmed to fear extraterrestrials. And they didn't want to traumatize me because it would interfere with the work that they wanted to do with me. But I kept pressing it. And so eventually I did meet them in the physical at a, a very unique power place in North Carolina, not far from where I live. And uh, it was actually at a party on a farm. And there was this place that we had actually built a man-made vortex without even knowing it, turns out. And so there was a guy at the party who was trying to convince me. At the time, I was in IT, you know, information technology work. And this guy was trying to convince me to go off to these former Soviet satellite countries and install computer systems that we found out later were being utilized to enslave those countries. Typical uh, party conversation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this guy just like, he's like, oh man, we'll make, come do this work with me and we'll make all this money and we'll travel the world and have all this fun. And it sounded great, but I had a life back in the States too. And it would have been a huge step down professionally because I'm working in a state of the art facility with a big budget and I got lots of money and I can buy all these gadgets and stuff. And, and they were working with this really crappy, clunky technology and I just didn't want to do it professionally. Um, and so he's trying to convince me of it. And so we wound up going down to this spot where they had this vortex and we had built this, it's a long story, but we had built this big serpent man because they wanted to, the, the owners of the land wanted to dig out this little spring and create a swimming hole. And so we did. And the people that were digging it out, were basically a bunch of hippies. And so we decided to do something with the mud, uh, cause it, it was piling up. And so they decided to make a serpent man like the native Americans used to do. And so that, so long story short, we, we created a giant piece of organite without even knowing it because these hippie dippies were bringing crystals and artifacts and stuff and embedding it in the clay. And it just, it turned into this big vortex. And so all kinds of weird stuff was going on there, all these sightings and things. And so this, I was meditating there with this guy who's trying to convince me to, you know, to go to Russia with him. And uh, as we're meditating, you know, as they often did, these ETs came in and started talking to me. And I just thought it was absurd that I'm sitting there meditating and this, these ETs are coming in. So I said to the guy sitting with me, you're not going to believe this, but I got reptilian ETs talking to me on my head. And to my surprise, he said, yeah, they're talking to me too. And so we kept meditating and, um, and we had our eyes closed. And when they, whenever they came in and spoke to me, they always started with, we are here. And they said that it was vibrationally encoded so that I would recognize that it was them and not some imposter. So they said again, they said, we are here. And I said, yeah, I know, but what do you want? And they said, no, we're here physically. Open your eyes. And so we both opened our eyes. And about maybe 100 feet away, there were these three gigantic reptilian humanoid beings standing there. 
And I didn't think it was real. It looked so Hollywood. It looked so surreal. I just thought somebody's screwing with me. You know, either this is some kind of a projection. My friends are messing with me or it's mind control or something. You know, I didn't know. Mm -hmm. But I said to my friend, I said, are you seeing what I'm seeing? And he's like, yeah. And we're trying to grok this. And you could feel the energy coming off these beings. It was really, really strong, very powerful. And, and they didn't have any clothes and they were just, they were kind of, um, they were like olive drab colored, like army green colored, but their, their abdomens were lighter, kind of a grayish color. They had these golden eyes with snake eyes and claws and, and um, no animals you see. And I'm sitting there looking at this, trying to grok it and um, and they're communicating telepathically, but I wasn't paying attention to what they were saying because I was in shock. And I'm like, yeah. what the hell is this? And so it only took about two minutes before I realized, holy crap, this is real. And so I said to my friend, I was like, let's get the hell out of here. And we ran back to the farmhouse where there was a party going on. That's why we were there. We were there for a party. And, you know, this was, I was in my early 30s. So I wasn't about to go and tell everybody, hey, I just saw reptilian ETs because. Number one, I didn't know what the hell I did see, and I didn't want people to think I was crazy. And so, so I compared notes with my friend, and we realized that they were communicating simultaneously to us both telepathically. And then later that night when I went to bed, as I was falling asleep, they came in and started communicating telepathically again. They said, we told you you'd be afraid. And I was like, you're right. I don't ever want to see you again. Thank you very much. <laughs> and so... They didn't show themselves again so far, but they did continue to communicate telepathically with me all the time, and they still do. I still get ideas and pictures and visions of technologies and things um, to help humanity. And, and interestingly enough, though, the best information and advice that they gave me was on how to be a human being. Uh, and they said it was because... Uh, that they had been human in other lifetimes and they recognized it and they identified and they remembered it. They were not the typical Draco reptilian. They were Draco reptilian, but they were not the typical ones. Um, when I saw Corey Good, you know, first come out on Gaia TV and talk about the reptilians and they showed that drawing that they had that he, you know, said that he saw this Draco Royal. Mm -hmm. I knew he was telling the truth from what he was saying, but also that picture, they, that's looked exactly like what I saw, mm -hmm. except the ones that I saw, I couldn't see any wings on them because they were facing me. I don't know if they had wings or not. Well, from, um, from my understanding, I don't know that all of them do. I think maybe it's a different race. Or I think only the Royals have the wings. Royal, exactly. Yeah. Specifically royalty. Um, and mm -hmm. uh, did they have tails? Do you remember? They did not have tails, um, but they, um, they had been working with other extraterrestrials. The reason that they were not um, negative, let's say, or the reason they didn't hate humans, they used to. Every last, the th all three of them that I saw told me that they used to hate human beings. And several of them, a couple of them, one of them was a soldier. He was the big one. And uh, he hated human beings until he got his ass kicked in hand-to-hand -hand combat by a human being. And I'm guessing that that had to have been in an exosuit or something because yeah. you know they're way bigger and stronger than us and also telepathically they're way way stronger than us but however he got his butt kicked and it gave him respect for humans and so these three they had been in communication with different extraterrestrials human ets and mantis types and some others they were showing them the value of human beings and also 
emotions and our way of birthing and nurturing our young. Because the reason that these reptilians are so negative from our viewpoint, the reason they're so psychopathic and violent and aggressive is because in their worlds, they have to be in order to survive because they are hatched from eggs, just kind of like you know reptiles here on earth, like snakes and alligators and stuff like that. They're hatched in these government nurseries. When a couple has fertilized eggs, they take them to a government nursery and they're hatched in these communal nurseries. And then they're only given enough food and resources for a minority of them to survive. And so they have to fight and struggle over food and resources. And so only the strong ones survive that. And so that's where this whole Darwinian bullshit that we've been taught on earth of survival of the fittest and competition, all that, it comes from the reptilians. It, we have been mind controlled and programmed for thousands of years to be fearful and warlike so that they can utilize our manufacturing base now that we have advanced technology. There's a long story behind that. Uh, but, but basically the reason they are the way they are is because they're either cloned or they're raised in these nurseries. They never meet their parents, they're never nurtured. And therefore they don't have emotions like we do. They're very stunted and they're very aggressive and violent because they have to be. And these other extraterrestrials are trying to help them to see the error of their ways and develop a nurturing and birthing process so that they won't self-destruct because they are self-destructing. You know, they can't continue to exist like this in the universe except in liminal, limited places and times. And that time is coming to an end. Wow. Well, wow. That is absolutely fascinating. One, two, I had, I would have never predicted this conversation would have went this, <laughs> this direction. <laughs> yeah. and, and actually, it, I think uh, it seems to always happen that way. I think whatever needs to, whatever message needs to go out, it seems, seems to be what happens. Um, but that, that was actually very valuable information. I just learned a lot there. And I thought I, I knew a lot about the reptilians, but that was some, uh, that was some deep stuff, and that's a really interesting perspective on that. Yeah, and I, you know, I asked Corey Good when I met him last summer at ESETI uh, some of his experiences about the reptilians, and even he, he only had seen that they clone themselves. He hadn't heard or seen that they have these nurseries that you know hatch these these uh, babies. So, and who knows what else you know they've got going on, but. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, normally I don't talk about this kind of stuff in most interviews. Um, you guys and your audience are more open to this kind of stuff. And it, it doesn't do me any good to talk about this, honestly. It, it's really bad for business. People don't want to do business with me when I talk about this stuff. But, you know, when you've had these crazy experiences and when you, when you know that there's this stuff out there, I, I feel like I have a moral obligation to share it with people. Otherwise, we're going to stay enslaved on this planet. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And I understand. Yes, I absolutely understand where you're coming from as far as it doesn't do you any good as far as the business uh, end of it goes. But I mean, we're we're going through this. We're, we're transforming right now. We're going through a transformative mm-hmm. time. And this information has to come out. This is how we make it through this. So we have to kind of stray off path, you know, and, and get this stuff out there. So we, I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, the reason that it's, it's, it's not that it's just bad for business. Um, people don't want to hear this stuff. They don't want to hear the truth. And this is a very, very mind controlled planet. And so it goes against people's programming. And you can see this with the COVID when you just look at 
everything has transpired since COVID has come out and all these people drinking the Kool-Aid and believing the lies and the nonsense, which is very easy to discover the truth, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So people are very programmed and they've made their minds up, but it's, um, it's just, sometimes people think that, you know, I talk about this stuff to get attention or, or people in general that talk about this sort of trying to get attention. I don't want this kind of attention. It's not good. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just, you don't get any benefit from talking about this stuff other than the satisfaction of knowing that you've told the truth and hopefully wake a few people up. Dude, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. We're on the I, same page there. I'm, I'm uh, an experiencer as well, and I've been at the receiving end of some of the very attacks that you were talking about earlier. And it's, um, it just comes with the, it's, it's part of it. It comes no. with it. It comes with doing this work. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately and fortunately because you know if, if you are if it is happening to you you're you're saying you're doing your you're doing something right mm-hmm. yeah and and honestly i've had such a crazy forrest gumpian life that even i have trouble believing it sometimes when people start asking me about stuff and i start going recounting some of the things that i've experienced it's like i can see why it would be hard for somebody to believe it because it, i i have a hard time believing it sometimes but it seems like that it was i was brought here or came here to do the things I've done so that I could share the things that I've learned. 100%. And um, so going into this, going back into the, uh, the virus and drinking the Kool-Aid and stuff specifically, I'm interested in um, this vaccine is, and my main question is I've heard from other people, they say there's not, this vaccine in particular is not reversible and there's no way to detox from it. Is, is that your understanding or is, well, the, the, these vaccines do modify DNA. Several of them use what's called MRA, excuse me, MRNA CRISPR technology, which gene splices. So it'll actually make you a genetically modified organism, which by the way, then you're owned by the patent holder. Um, some of them modify the DNA and other methods, but they do modify it directly. So basically all of them modify your DNA, making you a GMO. Now, mainstream science will tell you that once you've got DNA damage, there's nothing you can do about it. I have for many years, I've been teaching this and I've been doing it for many years, uh, healing mutated and damaged DNA. I've done it in my own body. I've gotten nuclear radiation poisoning three times and had to heal it. And I've helped other people with DNA damage and genetic damage. I've helped quadriplegics and paraplegics walk again and grasp again normally and all that. It's not true. You can regenerate anything, but the DNA is a little tougher than some things because it's not actually the genetic blueprint. We've been told that the DNA is the genetic blueprint, but it's actually the carrier of the genetic blueprint. The DNA is a superconducting fractal antenna. What does that mean? It basically means that a fractal is just something that branches. And, you know, we're always shown graphic images, you know, CGI images of DNA. We're never actually shown like photographs of actual DNA. We're not shown, you know, electro micrographs. And even those are representations. They're not actual photographs. If you had a rife, um, uh, microscope, or even better, something called a nemoscope that'll magnify 5 million times optically, you can actually see the DNA and see that it's not these smooth spirals. It's angular, it's geometric. And so fractals are just branching. So when you've got this 
this angled geometry of the DNA, you've got this antenna. And the way an antenna works is very simple. You just have a segment of, let's say, wire of a certain length. It'll pick up frequencies of that length. And so you can have uh, like those old antennas you'd stick on a, on a house, you know, back in the 60s and 70s with all those different um, lengths of tubes sticking out. Those different lengths were picking up different frequencies. So that's basically a fractal antenna. Cell phones have fractal antennas in them too. It's just a way of getting a lot of different frequencies picked up in a small package. So the DNA is also, our bodies are a fractal antenna, so is DNA. And it's loaded with superconducting conducting minerals called monoatomic elements or ormus. Some people refer to it as ormus. And so it's a superconducting fractal antenna. And it picks up the energy of consciousness that the human biofield emanates. So consciousness is creating the form and it emanates through the DNA. It imparts the, the genetic blueprint is actually in the consciousness of the organism and it's conveyed into the physical structures through the DNA. So you can actually raise the superconductivity of the DNA and it will unravel and fix any, any mutation or damage. And so if the organism has been intentionally genetically modified, you can simply feed the organism, whether it's a plant or an animal or whatever, you can feed it monoatomic elements and it will radically change form and it will heal any genetic modification. So uh, I've done this with plants and other people have done this with plants. For example, where you take a GMO plant, feed it monoatomic elements or volcanic rock powders, which are high in monoatomic elements, and that will fix the DNA. And then the plant will go from this GMO, completely change color in a few weeks, change form and become the heirloom, the original heirloom that it was modified from. So we can do the same thing with us. Now, I don't have a lot of experience specifically with people who've gotten the vaccine, so I can't make any claims about that. But I have experience in healing DNA damage and mutation. I've done it with myself and others. And this is something that I teach about in my six-hour COVID webinar or my bioweapons webinar in my private membership site. But we can definitely do it. You basically detoxify the body, give it dense nutrients, and give it large doses of these monoatomic elements in natural forms and everything heals up. I mean, I've even seen people regrow organs and limbs and stuff doing this. And then when you combine it with skater wave technology, like uh, what's called quantum biofeedback, or these sophisticated devices that you get hooked up, up to these machines, and it can read the skater energetic signature of the body, see what's going on, and then send counter frequencies in. And because skater energy can create an altered matter, it can actually physically restructure things in the body. And the, it's just doing, it's accelerating what the body does on its own. The body, the way it regenerates cells is actually by sending skater signals back in time and getting the perfect genetic blueprint for whatever it's trying to heal from the, the, the genetic pattern, the energetic pattern in the biofield of the, of the being or the organism and brings it back into the present. And then it models that to regenerate cells. That's how cellular regeneration occurs. Uh, Dr. Thomas Bearden, who was a, a skater physicist in the United States, figured that one out when he was looking for ways to neutralize radioactivity. So we can heal DNA. We can heal the damage from these things potentially. And, uh, you know, of course, it's best not to get the vaccines from, from my viewpoint, uh, considering what they do and considering they're experimental and considering that there's absolutely no recourse if you get damaged remain by them. 
and lots and lots and lots of people are getting damaged and killed by them, um, I wouldn't want to go there. But if somebody does and they survive, uh, I do have techniques that might help them. You could have just said yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, I'm verbose. What can I say? No, that was that was an incredible explanation. Uh, um, I yeah, that's that's actually good to know yeah. because I had you know it they I've, they've made it seem like you know all hope is lost if you get this vaccine, but um, it's nice mm -hmm. to know that there's places to turn that you and you might actually be able to do something about it. All hope is never lost because. The giant, big, fat, juicy trump card that we have always had and always will have is that consciousness creates reality. And when you really get that and you really practice that, instead of getting into victimhood and fear, when something comes your way that's negative, look for the solution. And I'll guarantee you, you'll find some brilliant person or something out there that has a solution for it. it you, you can't have the problem created without having the solution created simultaneously because the polarities of consciousness that create all these problems that we have on earth, there are opposite polarities of that energy that simultaneously influence the consciousness of people that create the solutions. So we'll always have this cat and mouse game as long as we've got this manipulation on earth going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's my understanding too, that this vaccine right now is actually just an experimental vaccine and they haven't actually been any trials or clinical trials, and those don't actually start until 2023. So right now, the humans are the trials, and it's all being done without, with no liability. So if exactly. something, and they they fail to disclose that part of it. And well, they do, but nobody looks. It's yeah. it's like you know when it was announced, when COVID was announced, and everybody starts doing these lockdowns, right? Um, one of my staff came to me and at work and said, Oh, the governor just issued a stay at home order. We got a lockdown, stay at home and all this stuff. And I was like, I don't think so. And so I went and looked at the actual law and it turns out, no, not the case, but the media was pushing it like it was. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, so most people that are drinking the Kool-Aid and listening to the mainstream news, um, and even people that aren't, you know, that are looking at alt media, they are so programmed with fear that even people that uh, should know better a lot of times are buying into the uh, false narrative. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we do what we can to wake them up. Yeah, well, and they have us, they want you to feel like you're a hero for getting the shot and, and all that stuff. But I mean, that's actually really scary because every, like everyone else's health is not our responsibility, right? Mm -hmm. And we don't owe it to anybody to go and you're not and they went like it's like reverse they're like oh if you're a good person you'll wear a mask and get the shot and do this and that mm -hmm. comply with what you're told to do yeah and all of this if you look at what happened in nazi germany and you look at for example read the communist manifesto you know anybody can get a pdf of it online for free and you don't have to read the entire book just go and read the 10 planks of the communist manifesto exactly what is in those 10 planks is exactly what's happening around the world and in the United States, it's all divide and conquer. It's pitting us against yeah. each other, making everybody afraid of each other, uh, mm -hmm. removing our humanity, you know, separating people so that they don't have human touch. And human touch has been proven to be extremely important in our health, et cetera, et cetera. You know, dehumanizing people, um, you know, on and on and on. It's like 
if you, you know, people look at what's going on in the United States, for example, with like these people, these politicians intentionally driving their cities and states into the ground. And, you know, why would they do that? Why are they destroying their own cities? Well, when you understand the big picture and the big agenda, uh, for example, you know, to migrate people to smart cities, this is part of the agenda with all this COVID nonsense is to drive people into, quote, smart cities, newly built smart cities that have incredible surveillance and totalitarian uh, control and manipulation and monitoring, just like what's going on in China right now. Social credit score, yeah. Precisely. Mm-hmm. So they want to move everybody. They want to migrate everybody from cities and from the countryside into these smart cities where everything is surveilled, where everybody's chipped. Everybody's got a COVID passport. You, are 100 you know, there's cameras everywhere, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And there will be jobs there for everybody. And oh, hey. if you want to live off the government dole, like they're promoting, like in a communist country, you'll be able to do that. But it'll be like living on welfare. You know, it'll be just another form of slavery. So this this is where the agenda is going. And, and when you start to understand the big picture of the agenda, then all of these ridiculous things that don't make sense start making sense. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then the, the big ones that were overpopulated, right? And they, they, they cram us into these cities for multiple reasons. For one, everybody's stacked on top of each other and it creates a chaotic energy, a chaotic frequency. Nobody can relax. Mm-hmm. It's easy for them to control us. There's every single unit has a, a Wi-Fi router. I mean, we're just bombarded you're stressed, by stressed. You're not. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. And, and the thing. Heart space. It's. Yeah. And the thing is, is that. Um, if we had this technology available to us, we can go anywhere. We don't have to, the land doesn't have to be perfect for us to go live there Uh, because there's so many ways we can tap into the free energy, which I think that's where we're going eventually. And I know a lot of people are developing these free energy devices already. Um, Even these Omnia patches, it's a a form of free energy. Just some of the stuff you do, you're tapping into what's already available and you don't have to you don't have to be connected to a power grid to use it all the time. Exactly. And uh, for example, I'll give you guys a, tech, a free energy technology anybody can make <clears throat> that uh, can be very effective. Um, so to to show proof of concept of this, you can buy uh, there's an in, uh, it, what's called an inductive hot plate for you know heating up food on a, in a pot or a pan. Farberware makes one that it's getting hard to find now, but Farberware one where the inductive coil in it is a high enough quality that it will do this well. But you take a, a, an inductive hot plate, uh, particularly the Farberware brand, and you put a Tesla pancake coil on it, which you can make out of speaker wire. You can just go online and Google how to make a Tesla pancake coil. It's very simple. It's just a spiral of wire, basically, or a pair of wires. And make a Tesla pancake coil, put it on the inductive hot plate, turn the hot plate on all the way up high, and you can measure the energy coming out of the uh, pancake coil and it's anywhere from three to five times what's going into the hot plate. So you can basically amplify power three to five times by using an inductive coil and a, and a Tesla coil, right? So you can, you can do that as proof of concept. And then, you know, if you've got mechanical abilities, uh, hire somebody like an electrician to do this, just build yourself an electric, uh, 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 this, this arrangement on a larger scale. You can hook it up to solar panels or the electric grid and knock your power bill down to a fifth of what it normally would be. And then suddenly solar becomes very doable, very affordable. And so, yeah, you could be in the middle of nowhere and be running your whole house normally 
on very affordable solar instead of the, the BS solar that's allowed on the market. Mm -hmm. um, that they're know, trying to give away for free, by the way, which should tell you, I mean, I don't know what's going on with that, but I just think it's very interesting. Like in California, they're like, they're trying to give free solar power. They're really pushing it. Clearly. Yeah. Well, they understand that, that solar as it's implemented right now, as you saw in this, uh, this power outage in Texas, solar is not a good on-demand power system unless you've got some kind of a good storage device. And actually there are, um, there were, uh, there was a guy, a couple of scientists back in the eighties called Pons and Fleischmann who were at the University of Nevada, I believe. And um, they developed um, what now is being called low energy nuclear resonance, but they called it cold fusion. And they got into trouble over it because they went straight to the press. They knew that if they tried to announce their discovery in the mainstream science journals, that it would get either classified or shut down in one way or another. So they went public with it and they got ferociously attacked. But their technology was proved, you know, 15, 20 years later to be valid. Um, but they, they created a, a room temperature superconductor. And with a room temperature superconductor, you can create a coil of wire, for example, and inject electricity into it and then connect the two ends together. And it's like a battery. It'll hold that energy and it won't have any loss because it's a superconductor. So you can store huge amounts of energy in coils, in superconducting coils. That technology is easily made, but it's not allowed out because it would destroy the control mechanisms on Earth, you know? And so, because energy is one of the modes and, and methods that um, centralize energy production is one of the ways that we're controlled. So, so we have the technology and have had it for a long time that we could make solar uh, usable, but the way it, in the incarnation that it is now, it's not sustainable. And California's government knows that. So they want to load up all this crap that doesn't work so that when it all falls apart and collapses like it did through the weather manipulation in Texas, then, then um, they can go to nuclear or whatever. Um, or just say, well, look, this doesn't work. We need to build these smart cities with free energy or whatever, but they're going to control it. Whatever it is, they're mm -hmm. going to control it. It's all gender. So I, I think that's what's going on from what I see. All of these ridiculous, stupid things are going on to destroy cities and states and make them unlivable. It's designed to migrate people into smart cities. And now with these millions of people coming across the U.S. border from Mexico, um, you know, and then they're, they're, the federal government is actually flying these people to other states because what they want to do is bring in all these migrants uh, who will vote Democratic and turn the red states blue. And then once between all the, you know, the voting fraud and everything else that's going on and has been for decades, it's not just this latest election. But between all this stuff, the, the election process is very, very wrapped up and controlled. And so, so you know, these people that are wanting socialism and communism in the United States, they're the ones behind all this. And the reason that they want communism and socialism is not because of any ideology. They present it as an ideology. Oh, look, yeah. how great it is that everybody will be equal and all that. It's the, the usual nonsense that's uh, the usual PR and, and advertising for socialism is like, look, for poor people especially, it'll make everybody equal, um, which of course is a total fallacy. But the reason that the elite want to use socialism and communism is because it's way more pro profitable to control everybody from the top down. You know, look at what's going on in China. 
with the Chinese Communist Party, they have turned China into a totalitarian surveillance state. Mm-hmm. And everybody has their phone. You can't pay for stuff, even with credit cards anymore in most Chinese cities. You have to use WeChat, which is an all-in-one app that has social media and payment systems and everything else you know, in it, messaging, et cetera, et cetera. And everybody has to have a phone with WeChat in order to buy and sell. And so that is coming here if we don't stop this stuff. But this is what the agenda is, is to create a global totalitarian surveillance state. And by the way, when I encountered these reptilians, one of the things that they told me back, this was in 1995, they warned me back then about AI and all of this surveillance and vaccinations. They told me, don't ever allow yourself to be vaccinated. This was 1995. And they also, they said that this AI, that there was an AI takeover of planet Earth, and it's through the reptilians. The reptilians are infected with AI. They have like mm-hmm. AI nanites in them, and they're, they're controlled by it. Almost yeah. like but a black they, Yeah, what, what they told me was that there are civilizations out in space of these AI robotic civilizations, kind of like Terminator, sort of, where the population are machines. They're sentient machines, but they need organic consciousness in order to propagate, even though they can duplicate themselves and all that, they need our spark of life in order to continue subsistence in, a, in the long term. And so what they do is send skater signals through space to planets that are pre-Stone Age level development. And they start sending these skater signals to affect people's dream states. Now, my devices do that in a positive way. My devices relax the brain and slow your brain down so you get into deep sleep and you get good deep sleep. But these, from what I was told, these these AI civilizations send these skater signals into organic beings. They make them dream up basic technology like the wheel and the lever and stuff like that. And over time, they keep sending that signal so they develop more and more sophisticated technology until they reach the point where we're at, where we've got space uh, technology, we have computers, we have software, and we can develop AI. And then we start developing AI, but the extraterrestrial AI winds up getting, taking over through the exact infrastructure that you see being built on earth right now. They told me in 1995, the reason that they were traveling through time with other ETs, and not just on earth, but other places throughout the cosmos, trying to manipulate timelines to fix a tyranny on their worlds that has gotten out of hand that they said is beyond our imagination. But they said that it involved complete monitoring of all thoughts of everybody on the planet through this satellite network around the planet. Now, what does that sound like to you guys? 5G, right? Mm -hmm. The 5G satellite network. It's millimeter wave at the moment, but I can tell you from personal experience that even 4G towers have military stuff, skater stuff on them. It's not just what they're saying it is. So with these satellite systems, and I've also got friends in the military who've told me about some of what's on these satellites. There's multiple technologies on these satellites. The main reason they're sending them up there, aside from planetary control of human, the human population, is for weaponry and space weapons, uh, particularly in, in retaliation against China, <clears throat> but also extraterrestrials. There's a lot of different functions of these satellites. But for controlling us, they start out with us walking around with these handheld cell phones, and then they migrate to wearables, like the iWatch or whatever. And then they migrate to implantables, 
And then once they've got the implantables in everybody and they've got your biometric data uploaded to these databases via the global network, the ground-based powers and the satellite-based powers, then they can switch over to a scalar network where they no longer need any of those technologies to track you because the human body itself is a fractal, a scalar fractal antenna and everybody is unique. And so this is how quantum biofeedback devices that heal you work. Once you've been hooked up to them one time, they've got your energetic pattern and they can send a scalar signal to you anywhere in the cosmos and heal you. So for example, last year I was in India for three weeks. I got very, very poisoned, staying in a very, very moldy hotel room. And then I got food poisoning on top of that. And I had to speak in front of 15,000 people in four days. And I had to get over, I was laying up in bed, coughing up blood. I had to get over this quick. And so I used, I always bring a, a kit of supplements with me, like a first aid kit. And I had my practitioner back here in Florida send these skater signals to me in India and heal me. And so I was able to go and do my talk. So this same technology can be used for weaponry and it can be used to target people. So once you've got this global scalar network in place and they've got the biometric data for everybody and they've got your pattern, they can find you anywhere in the cosmos, even off planet and do whatever, control you, manipulate your thoughts, kill you, make you sick, you know, et cetera, dumb you down, make you lethargic. Uh, so this is part of what's going on with this 5G grid. It's not just the obvious things that people are talking about, mm -hmm. uh, which is surveillance and mind control, you know, that yeah. a lot of people are talking about. There's and much more to it. That tech, yeah. that technology has actually been disclosed. Um, we, um, early on, I forget in the eighties, they, uh, you could find the voice of God or voice to skull technology, which was doing exactly that. They, they could beam the voices in, but they could use that frequency to do whatever they wanted. And they even had like charts that showed what they can do to the human body. This was on the army's website for a long time until mm -hmm. it was finally removed. Um, you can find, you can still find those documents. I, I've got them somewhere, but everything you just described, like they can control your entire body. They can make you sick. They can make you have backache, whatever it is. They can make you itch. They can make you horny. They can do whatever they want. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And yeah, in my, uh, in my private membership site, I have a blog post of a DOD video showing a DOD scientist saying to an incredulous audience that they can manipulate your behavior with this CRISPR technology by modifying your brain DNA. And yeah, however they want, make you non-religious, make you believe in ghosts, mm -hmm. whatever, ETs, you know, et cetera. False experiences um, too, yeah. which is really scary. That's actually, really, yeah. that's, that, that could be more dangerous. When you start getting into the psychological stuff like that, that's where it becomes well, dangerous. And I think ultimately the, the idea is skater grid. Hang on a second. And you just froze up for a second. We we lo we lost you for a second. Okay. How about now? Am I okay? Um, you're, you're still a little bit. Okay. Now you're back. Now okay. You're back. So okay. repeat everything you just said after I stopped talking. Okay. So I, I think that ultimately the, the reason for all of this stuff, the plan for all of this stuff is to eliminate physical human beings on this planet by uploading their consciousness to a computer or computer bank, uh, which we have the technology already. I don't know if Corey Good has talked about that, but I know the secret space program people have talked about, you know, that they've got reverse engineered ET technology where they can 
upload consciousness to hardware. And so I, what appears to me the, the agenda is ultimately is to, first of all, get everybody controlled by this global grid and then get people, just like with a vaccine initially, get people to voluntarily want to upload themselves to a virtual reality because virtual reality is better than reality. Yeah. And that concept is being promoted right now heavily in the movies and TV. Um, there's a new movie out called Bliss with Woody Harrelson about that. It makes, you know, it's it's utopian future where everything's polluted and terrible and he's living in this horrible place with a terrible job. And then suddenly he meets this scientist who has these goggles you can put on it, put you in this virtual reality and look how wonderful and everything's beautiful, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. There's another uh, new program on, I think it's Amazon video called Upload. And it's about the same thing where it's in the near future, 2033, and we've got self-driving cars and all this tech. And when you die, you can upload, or before you die, you can upload your consciousness to a computer and live in a virtual reality. Yeah, and how nice your virtual reality is depends on how much money you have to pay for it. And so, um, so this show is glamorizing that, you know, virtual reality is better than reality. Mm -hmm. um, and so, so this is what is the young people, especially are being programmed with this idea that look how shitty things are. Look how filthy LA and New York are and Chicago and all these, oh, everything's going to hell in a handbasket, but hey, why not upload yourself to this virtual reality and live in paradise? Yeah. And, and actually, you know, when, when we were at ESETI last summer, um, I shared a, a ride back to the airport with one of the speakers. I won't mention her name, but a young lady who mentioned that her boyfriend left her for a virtual girlfriend. What? And he's, apparently he said that he preferred the virtual girlfriend because she didn't nag or complain or whatever. She just did whatever he wanted to. And <laughs> apparently he was probably, you know, whacking off to it and a few other things. But <laughs> this is where things are headed if we don't stop this. Well, the wow. technology is useless unless they have a good sales pitch. They need a sales pitch. They need to glamorize it. They need to sell it. The predictive programming is almost more important than the technology itself. They mm -hmm. have to they have to make it exciting. And, yeah. and then, they, like you said, they, then their work's done. Once we want it and, and think that it's good, then they can just wipe their hands of it and watch their little experiment just take over. Yeah, it is. it's very effective. I mean, just look at with COVID, you know you do all this programming for years and years. I mean, all these movies about epidemics and on and on and mm. all the fear porn around, you know, what was it? Uh, Ebola, you know, bird flu, et cetera, et cetera. You yeah. pump everybody full of this stuff for decades. And then when you hit the trigger and release the, the fake pandemic, everybody falls right in line because they've been programmed. If the mm. programming is good enough, you don't need, you don't even need a product. Yeah, they, exactly. They, they, <laughs> That's what we yeah. got with COVID pretty yeah. much. Yeah, you got a product, but you don't really have a pandemic. Yeah, exactly. We collectively created though because of the programming. Yeah, it's just like uh, we were talking about, like the social credit score and stuff. I know there's like Amazon stores. I think that you don't even mm -hmm. need to purchase. You don't have to check out. You can you go in. It senses that you're in there. You do all your shopping and walk out, and it just deducts that. that yeah. It deducts that amount of money from your account. That's easy. That's convenient. People are. Yeah. People are in a rush. They don't have time to do, you know, that's what they want. You that's to do. it. And and the enslaved won't even realize they're enslaved. You know, this is one of the things that was demonstrated in that show upload 
is that the people involved thought it was great. Oh, this is great living in virtual reality, except for one of the, you know, the lead character who was questioning it. But, um, but yeah, that, this is what I see is that people are enslaved. They're in mind prisons and they don't even know it and they prefer it. Mm-hmm. They prefer their slavery to freedom because freedom's not easy in this environment. It, well, it's not easy. And it means you have to face yourself for the first time ever. And that's scary. I mean, yeah. that's scary because uh, we don't, these people don't know who they are, their identities. Like self-sovereignty is scary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. To most people. Exactly. The identity yeah. has, the individual has been hijacked. Their identity has been hijacked. Mm-hmm. People tie their identity it, to their, their belongings and their mm-hmm. jobs. Um, they don't know how to answer the question. Who, like, what do you do without, or who, who are you without saying, oh, I, I work here. I live here, you know? Yeah. And people know that something's not right, but they don't know what to do about it. You know, yeah. I think especially the younger generation, you know, people that grew up with a cell phone their entire life, they don't have any perspective on what reality was like before the cell phone. No and so there, I mean, you know, I mean, I would just was visiting with my 18 year old nephew and I'm watching a movie with him. And at the same time, he's on his phone. It's like, so what this does is it creates a generation who can't think because if you can't focus and think deeply, then you can't, you're easily hoodwinked for one thing. Uh, mm-hmm. But you're also not going to be very smart. You're going to be able to, you know, see things that are coming at you, but you're not going to be able to think deeply. You know, Einstein was renowned for being very, very slow and being a very slow thinker, but boy, did he think deeply. And this is what the whole point of meditation. You know, the reason people meditate is to develop the ability to focus and that takes slow deep thinking not phone tv but a little bit of screen 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 you know Mm -hmm. so this generation if we don't turn this around is going to be a lost generation i I was told and not to diminish this generation there's a lot of really brilliant young folks i mean look at what you guys are doing you know the young generation now is the one you guys are the ones that are going to save this planet quite honestly but us two in particular yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> just us. really i mean you know uh, that's why i'm here is because you guys are doing great work um and there are there are a lot of brilliant young people so i don't want to i don't want to buy into any of this millennial versus boomer bashing this is just all nonsense all divide and conquer um but i was told 25 years ago by these reptilians that there were going to be healing centers developing all across the planet to help heal people from the mind control that's been perpetrated on humanity. And that's starting to happen. I'm starting to see that popping up, you know? So, um, I'm getting pinged right now. That's yeah. yeah. That's, that seems very real. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of young people who their lives are a mess and they don't know what to do about it. And they come and ask me, you know, people that I know, they come and ask me for advice on it. So I, I tell them, and what's interesting is, of course, it's stuff they don't want to hear. Uh, the solution to it is things they don't want to do. And so I tell them, and then they go off and they don't do it. And then they suffer some more, and then they come back for another dose. And I tell them again, and then they'll do a little bit of it and go <laughs> And so it's like, until, for most people, I've seen this over and over again. It doesn't matter if it's cancer or a mind control program. If you're, if you're uncomfortable in, in having difficulty uh, most people will not change until the level of pain has reached the point where it forces them to. Uh, so if you're Amen. smart, you'll be progressive and just contemplate the, the, the possibility that, hey, maybe we're all mind controlled and 
what can we do about it? And, you know, look into things like meditation and these various things that I teach and the kinds of things you guys cover in your show mm-hmm. and start waking up and empowering yourself. And, and it doesn't have to be on yeah. a mass scale. It can be in the, in your personal life down to relationships and stuff. You know, we're programmed in relationships and manipulated sometimes and, and uh, breaking free from that's not always easy. Oh, big time. I mean, I see it, you know, like there's divide and conquer programming over, uh, gender, you know, of course, we've seen all of the gender dysphoria in the news, but just within relationships, men and women, you know, the, the whole, um, uh, a lot of the programming pitting men against women, um, it's all contrived, you know, instead of learning about each other and honoring the masculine and the feminine and understanding it and honoring our differences instead of fighting over it. Yeah, every, every level we're, we're divided and conquered over race, over religion, over, um, income, you know, sex, et cetera, et cetera. Every way that they can find to divide us and conquer us, the powers that be on this planet are. So we got to wake up and get smarter than that and stop buying into this stuff and get together like this, get together in groups like at East SETI with all different generations, all different income levels, all different kinds of people, genders, races, whatever, get together, empower each other and thumb our nose at these manipulators and then they can't control us. Exactly. Beautifully said. Yep. Beautifully said. Mm-hmm. And on that note, I think we're going to start wrapping this up. Uh, but I want to give you the opportunity to um, let people know where they can find you and explain explain some of your products and stuff like that. Okay. My my main product website is freshandalive.com. Uh, for information and tr- education and that kind of stuff, my uh, private membership site. That's where I disseminate that information. It's a five dollar one time fee. Um, and that is freshandaliveclub.com. And so, you know, the $5 fee is really just a legal hoop that we have to jump in order to get people into the private domain so that we can tell the truth. And I've got, you know, I post articles there now five times a week and I do interviews and uh, stuff like that. And also I've got webinars and things telling how to solve these problems because I like to focus on creating solutions. So I don't point out, I don't like pointing out the problem. There's plenty of people doing that. I want to point out the solutions and, um, and that way we can all share it. That's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a great point. It's, it's easy to point out what's wrong, but we don't know what to do about it's it. It's like, so. well, what do we do now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for so that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. That's like when you go have like a, see a psychic or a tarot card reading and they tell you like what, like what's wrong, what's, you know, what's wrong in your life or what you need to do, but they don't tell you how to do it or what to do. Right. Yeah. And it's like, and by the way, speaking of specific solutions, um, I do some unusual things. We've got a whole line of supplements and products for like detoxing and healing the body. Um, But some particular ones of note that I haven't seen elsewhere. First of all, I developed a device, um, a little device about, yay big that will clear a 75 mile radius of air pollution including chemtrail pollution including nuclear fallout um and when you clean the pollution out it doesn't drop it down on the ground it sends it out into space and so when you clean the atmosphere it balances the charge and that balances the weather and so um those um it's called a home shield um that thing is something that we can't tell the truth about um so that's all I'll say about it here, but that's a very unique technology. Nobody else that I know of has anything like it, but it also uh, does EMF protection. It's like whole house EMF protection. 
And it also will get you into deep sleep. It de-stresses the brain and the cells and allows you to get into deepest sleep states. Uh, and then we also have an indoor device, a little pyramid-shaped device called the Rest Shield. That's also an electrically powered skater wave generator that's for EMF protection and sleep and other stuff. That's what's um, behind you right now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got one back here behind. I have them all around my house. It's funny when people come to my house, a lot of times they can't handle the energy because it's so high vibe. Uh, mm -hmm. It'll it'll put them to sleep or, uh, you know, usually they'll start nodding off, especially if they're from a big city. Then we also have a really interesting supplement called Rad Zero, Zero that's been proven in Fukushima to neutralize radioactivity in the body. Um, and uh, we've got a few other unique ones. Oh, a scalar energized iodine that not only, it's monoatomic iodine. So not only will it provide 100% bioavailable iodine to the body and the thyroid, but it also, and it can detox radioactive iodine and stuff out of the body. But it, because it's, it's emitting the scalar anti-frequencies of all known radioactive elements. So it can actually help neutralize radiation in the body. So that's a very unique product. And we've got a few others like that, that I don't know of anybody else that's got them. Uh, but these things allow us to have real solutions for chemtrails, nanotech. Oh yeah, and that's another speaking now. We have a, a product called Advanced TRS that's a nano zeolite that will pull nanoparticles out of the body uh, and other toxins and stuff. Um, but yeah, nuclear fallout, chemtrail pollution, these GMO pathogens, et cetera, et cetera. We've got solutions for all these things. And so, and I've been teaching about how to how people can empower themselves and do a lot of this stuff themselves so they don't have to rely on somebody else's technology. But unfortunately, because things have gotten so ridiculous on planet Earth, food alone is, and herbs and stuff is not going to protect us sufficiently. We need some advanced technologies now to protect ourselves from some of these crazier threats mm -hmm. well yeah. yeah i mean unfortunately but understandably i mean yeah it's it, you look around i mean you can see the chemtrails when it rains you see bubbles and suds on the street i mean you can see the toxins you can watch trees i mean you see the trees dying it shouldn't be happening so if it's happening to another if it's happening in nature something's happening to us too sure. and, and so yeah it's it's um it's very apparent that we need to do something about that. So thank you for that. And we'll put those links in the description below this. So anybody uh, who wants to find it, you can just check those links out. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. This has, this been, has been incredible. Yeah, thank this you. has been, I, we were all over the place, but it, it all connects. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and if you have any yes. new reptilian downloads, call me and we'll get you back on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm getting stuff all the time, you know, it's like, well, just like uh, yesterday, I got a big one, but it, it was something personal locally, but it was important. Um, so I get downloads and stuff all the time, and I start putting the pieces together. I, I've stopped looking at alt media online because most of it's propaganda. I mean, a lot of it is, you know, there's disinformation being fed through all these various alt media outlets. So I don't pay too much attention. I get my information from meditation. And so this is why I've been recommending for people to meditate, meditate, meditate especially meditate with pyramids. Pyramids will amplify the effects of meditation. And that way you can see through the Shinola and mm -hmm. get what you need for you. Get your, yes. in, get your yes, information yes, yes. through meditation. I love it. But we do need information like you guys are sharing. So yeah, we, we all play a role, man. We all play yeah. a role. Everybody has something to say. Everybody has a piece of the puzzle. Yeah. And uh, we're all here to help each other through this time right now. Yeah. Yeah. So. so yeah, anytime I'm happy to come back and talk. I mean, I've got 
a million other topics I can talk about. I mean, I work with oh, free yeah. energy technology and all kinds of stuff. I've seen all kinds of crazy things. I live with uh, Coretta Scott King. I know what really happened with the Martin Luther King assassination and all kinds of stuff. Well, maybe we'll have you. Maybe we'll have you back on uh, sooner than later, and we can get in some other stuff. Because uh, I, I mean, I'd love to hear about it, and I'm sure other people would too. So we'll set that right. up. Yeah, anytime. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, make sure to uh, check us out on Instagram, Telegram, Facebook, um, and wherever wherever else we are. All of our platforms are in the link tree below. We appreciate all of your support, especially through these times right now. It's tough times for a lot of people. So it, it's really important that um, we have you guys out there keeping us afloat. So thank you for that. And uh, thank you, Ken, for coming on and doing what you're doing. And uh, until next time, guys, have a great night. And we'll see you next time.